0: I don't know, if this question is too hard, let me know, because I know this can be a sensitive topic, so just let me know. Now That's Interesting with Gemma Sumba. Today on Now That's Interesting, we will be talking to Chris, who is the creator of Special Books by Special Kids. SBSK is an online interview series and organization that seeks to normalize the diversity of the human condition. His YouTube channel has over 2.5 million subscribers and he has interviewed thousands of kids and adults with a vast array of disabilities and neurodiversities. Chris, thank you so much for being here on my series.
1: Thank you, I'm excited.
0: Thank you so much, and we are turning the tables on your on your show, and we're interviewing you this time.
1: I know I'm a little nervous. I have no clue what you're going to ask, but I think that's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. It's always a good time on Now That's Interesting, and especially stick around for the speed round, which is everybody's favorite portion of the show, and uh, I hope you're ready for it. It's a good
1: one. Let's do it. Let's jump in the, the deep end right here. All
0: right, let's do it. Okay. Chris, you started out as a special needs teacher, correct? Um, yes. What was the driving force that made you want to go on to that career in the beginning?
1: It was cu- quite random. Before I was a teacher, I coached college s- soccer for two years. And at the time, that's what I wanted to do with my life. I did not want to be a teacher. But towards the beginning of those two years, I was offered a free master's degree at the university I was teaching at. And I didn't have plans to continue my education, but I have enough sense not to turn down a free master's degree. The only um, caveat, the only stipulation was that it had to be in education. So I had to pick something to do with teaching. And I kind of chose special education on a whim, to be honest. Nothing else really interested me. Like there was physics, teaching science, teaching math. All those things are important, but that's not my cup of tea. So really out of process of elimination, I chose special education. And then once I had to do the student teaching to finish the degree, I just I fell in love with it. It was so much fun.
0: Yeah. Well, wow, that's interesting. It's always so interesting to me to find out how people fell into their careers. It's always a uh, it's always a story you wouldn't imagine, have imagined.
1: Yeah, It's kind. Of, it's my philosophy that if you kind of just pursue what you're passionate about and what you love, it will open up more roads, and it might not be the road you thought you would go down, but because I pursued soccer, my passion and my love at the time, it led me to teaching, and teaching led me to SBSK. So I've always pursued what I really was interested in and what I love to do, and it's led me to where I am today.
0: That's really cool. I, I didn't know that. I thought maybe, like, you'd always been planning it or something, so that's really interesting yeah. to learn.
1: It's actually quite the opposite. Um, My whole family is teachers. So, I was like the rebel. In high school, I had hair down to here. I had (laughs) gauges in my ears. I'm not kidding. Like, I was a straight up punk. I would go to punk shows, hang out with the kids with mohawks. I love, even to this day, I love punk rock. But something that's intrinsic in punk rock is rebelling against authority in your parents. So because of the fact that my mom was a teacher, I never wanted to be a teacher.
0: Wow, but you couldn't get away from it in the end. <laughs> hey, sometimes
1: something's just in your DNA, right? that's okay. That's okay.
0: That's great. Um, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you
1: grew up? The first memory I have is I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to go on the moon. Um, this year, I kind of want to go back to the moon. I think I'm back <laughs> on the astronaut thing. I'm kind of okay with Earth. Let's just go to the moon and hang out. <laughs> Um, after that, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. I remember that was like sixth grade and then like towards the end of high school, I realized I wasn't good enough to do that. So I wanted to become a guy who could support himself and be a beach bum. Didn't care what it was. I wanted to just live on the beach and (laughs) surf volleyball. And I'm happy to say that I live right by the beach today. So I pulled that off. What
0: were you like as a kid? Like, and what was school like for you?
1: Um, I was social. I had friends. It was just really boring for me. I had a hard time sitting still. I remember a lot of the time I would just look at the clock waiting for class to end. And I had good teachers. I had like a positive experience. It was just really hard for me to go through a traditional education. And I think that's part of what drove me to be the teacher that I was and do what I do through SBSK. Because I knew that my students, particularly because of the diagnoses and disabilities they had, it was really hard for them to sit still, probably even harder than it was for me. So I made our classroom and our lessons so engaging. We were always moving around. There was a lot of humor in each lesson. And I thought to myself, I don't just want to be a teacher, but I kind of want to be an entertainer, too, for these kids. So that they look forward to coming in each day and they know they're not going to, yeah, we're going to learn. We're going to learn about like the history of America, about math, about science. But they're going to laugh their little butts off while we do it. Yeah, that's,
0: oh, that's awesome. So you took your experience with kind of being bored and helped shape the way you became a teacher.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So you started SBSK originally to be a book, but publishers rejected the idea. Um, I read, is that correct?
1: Yes. So originally, it was just going to be a bunch of short stories from my students' perspective, where they talked about what it was like for them, and I didn't really like give them a lot of restrictions. So some wrote up wrote like straight up autobiographies when they're like, "Oh, I have this diagnosis, and this is how it impacts me, and this is what I hope to do with my life." And then some students took the creative route where they talked about how they found a genie in a bottle and. They made their wishes and you know whatnot. But I think that even the fantasy route communicates a lot about the child of who they are, their place in the world, their creativity. I never try to limit someone's creativity. But anyway, so that was the original idea for students to express themselves through literature, and each chapter, short chapter, like three, four or five pages, would be a different student's perspective. And then with each chapter you would learn about the student's diagnosis their a little bit about their background and the idea was that anybody in our community here in Jacksonville Florida could pick up that book learn about the students learn how to better form a bond with them connect with them and then long-term goal when they're ready for employment in another 10 years people would be more likely to provide them with employment opportunities because they understand the kids more
0: Oh, Alright, so that's 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 a great idea actually and um, but you weren't able to get it Published so how has the new platform of video been better or worse or both than the book?
1: Oh much better. So, um, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about the initial transition so at first it was just a Facebook page where we were posting videos and At this time we still wanted to make the book the first like three four months of making videos And the idea was that we would create these videos to make people in our community aware of the book my students are writing. Right. So it was the same exact thing we did in the books. I would interview my students and say, hey, what's life like for you? And they would explain, oh, well, you know, I'm diagnosed with autism. I'm autistic. And this is what it's like for me. This is what I like to do. This is what I don't like. And after a few months, we had 50,000 people following us. Wow. (laughs) And it was the coolest thing. And it wasn't just 50,000 people in Jacksonville, Florida. It was right. 50,000 people from all over the world. Yeah. So, I mean, you wrote a successful book and, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30,000 people read it. I don't know a lot about book numbers and goals. Right. But all of a sudden on the Internet, after five years of doing SBSK, in one day we have 2 million people view our videos across platforms. When a book, if it reaches 2 million people reading it in a lifetime, that's, like, extremely successful. Right. So videos are much more effective at doing what we're trying to do.
0: So those publishers did you a favor?
1: They did, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a coach, I always believe that even failing, I mean, what's failing? Failing just means you're not where you need to be yet. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get there.
0: Right. It's like you learned you learned one way not to do something when you fail. You learned something from it.
1: Or you learned that you're not good enough to do what you tried to do, and you have to go back and refine your skill set.
0: Right, yeah.
1: that's it's like feedback. It's feedback. It's feedback. Feedback's always good.
0: Yep. I think we think a lot alike. We think we have a lot of similar perspectives, Chris. That's cool. I feel that, too. <laughs> I don't know. If this question's too hard, let me know, because I, I know this can be a sensitive topic, so just let me know. Um, I know on my channel, the kind comments I get are very motivating and meaningful to me. And I know YouTube turned off your comments. Do you have another way of getting all that positive feedback from your audience to your interviewees? Have you found a a way around that?
1: Yeah, so um, what I do every time I interview somebody, I first ask them, do you want to be contacted? Do you want people to reach out to you? Most people elect to have that option. They want to connect with our audience. They want to connect with the people who see the video. So if a person wants that, then I just include their socials in the description of the video. Oh, okay. Because yeah. most people have an Instagram, a Facebook. A, some, a lot of people have YouTube channels these days. And even the kids I interview, they have um, parent-run accounts or accounts that the parent kind of oversees and helps right. them run so um that is an option as well
0: oh i'm glad you found i'm glad you found the way to do that 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 makes me happy because that that feedback is important especially when you feel like different or you're not having the best time and then you get that feedback from people who are strangers but are so kind it's it's really wonderful so i'm glad it was a
1: honor to have them delete it because we had such a positive community yeah but um we did everything we could to protest that decision
0: yeah
1: and i mean we have a petition that has like 800 something thousand people signing it we had conversations with the actual people at youtube who made the decision and we got nowhere so it was almost like you're running into a brick wall and it was just making me frustrated and hurt so i'm kind of just like occasionally i'll put out a feeler and see if anything's changed but i don't focus on it too much
0: right yeah that's that's a good I think that's a good way of like thinking of it so that you're not too stressed but you don't completely like give up
1: <laughs> I'll tell you though like uh, probably once a day I just get some random email from somebody asking why would you turn your comments off I'm sure people would like to say positive things yeah me. I just sit there I'm like oh I hate you YouTube.
0: I know oh man oh, that's there I hate when people think something is not even true it's frustrating.
1: I know. I don't even, so I just copy and paste the video we made about it where I was super upset, and I just send it as a reply. Yeah. I barely put any t- I don't, I'm not frustrated at the person reaching out. I just, the situation makes me frustrated. Yeah,
0: I could feel your frustration when it happened, and I, I felt really, really, really sorry for you guys. But I'm glad at least you found a little bit of way to get those comments to people. That's good. Now with COVID-19, how are you conducting your interviews, and how has this affected your channel, if at all?
1: Yeah, so I'm incredibly bored right now. I have been publishing videos that were filmed before March, mostly. Luckily, I work from a catalog, so some of the videos I passed it, I posted in the past two months were from 2019. I've also been filming virtually. Um, yeah, just kind of hanging out at home. I've only left my. Place a handful of times since March. Yeah. I got an exercise bike. I've rode about 500 miles on my last <laughs> month. Not mm. much to do. So if anybody else out there feels yeah. like they're stuck at home with nothing to do, you're not alone. <laughs>
0: That's great.
1: As soon as I'm able to film again, I feel like I'm just going to be traveling stop because. Yeah. There's so many people who reach out constantly who want to share their story, and there's so many great stories out there. Yeah. And I just can't wait to get back to it. Unfortunately, we're in the situation where once we're able to do that again, we're going to be able to. Like we're fine behind yeah. the scenes.
0: Well, that's good. That's good to hear. That it hasn't really affected you too much, and um, you can keep going once things clear up. So I'm. Um, I love the way you ask questions and conduct your interviews. By the way. I just, I don't know. the With the respect and just the way you do it and focus on the person is really great. So I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs>
1: Thank you. That means a lot to me. It was, it was definitely a learned process to get to where I am today with it.
0: Yeah, definitely. You do a great job with interviewing people. Um, and do, the, do your interviewees often become your friends?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have like a video game group who um, we play almost every night these days. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have text chains with a lot of people. But now, granted, like, I've interviewed close to, I think, like, a thousand-something people. Yeah. So you're not going to be in touch with everybody. But sometimes those interests align, and you just connect with somebody. Yeah. And you end up forming a close friendship. That's so awesome. there's definitely people I've interviewed who I'm really close with. And then um, people, you know, you you connect with maybe once every few months. And, yeah, I also interview people, and then after the interview, I haven't heard from them again, and that's fine, too.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, What kind of videos do you like to watch besides, like, special needs, neurodiverse content? Do you have, like, I don't know, gaming videos or cooking videos or, <laughs> like... What do I, I
1: I like to watch... This is so odd, but I'll tell you. <laughs> I like to watch videos of wildlife. Really? Like, i watching videos of Lynxes walking around before I got on this call with you I don't know <laughs> I, I love just watching animals one of my big ones is gators I love watching gators I love watching bears grizzly bears
0: oh
1: I love watching animals in their natural habitats and that's something you can find lots of on YouTube
0: yeah well it's interesting see I never thought I thought maybe it'd be soccer videos or something so it's I always
1: videos too
0: <laughs> you like what?
1: Music, lots of music. Oh videos. yeah,
0: music videos are awesome. Do you have do you have any
1: hidden skills or talents? Um, I like guitar, harmonica. I played a lot of volleyball before everything hit this year, but I would play like four times a week. And I'd play uh beach volleyball where there's two people on each side. So yeah. that's something I love to do. I can't wait to get back to it. So I would say those two things are my hobbies, music and volleyball.
0: That's awesome. Where do you see SBSK going in the future?
1: Um, I just love it the way it is now. You know, as you grow, you get opportunities um, to go to more traditional media, to create books and literature. And we've explored all of those paths. But my heart wasn't in it like it is with this. yeah, so I've decided just to focus solely on just interviewing people and sharing their stories and um, doing it on YouTube and Facebook for as long as we can. and then if other platforms pop up, then we'll go there. Yeah. But I just want to keep it as independent as possible.
0: I like that answer I think that's a good idea. Well, Chris, you have survived my hard-hitting questions. Thank you so much. Ooh. Well, yeah. <laughs> Barely survived. <laughs> and we learned a lot about you. Now it's time for the crowd favorite, which is the speed round. So I'm going to ask you, let's see how many we have here. I'm going to ask you 12 questions and you answer them as quickly as possible without overthinking them. I'm ready. Alright, put two minutes two minutes put two minutes on the clock, but time means nothing. You ready? Yes. Let's go. What's the worst thing you got in trouble for as a kid? I cut school one time. You did? Did you get caught?
1: No, I didn't get in trouble for it, but I feel like I have to give you an answer.
0: Driving, good at it or should we all get off the road?
1: I'm good at it, yeah.
0: Disney World, magical or miserable?
1: If it's a hot July day in Florida, miserable. (laughs) If you go in January, magical.
0: (laughs) You get lost and have no GPS. Do you ask for help or drive around in circles?
1: Drive around in circles.
0: Celery, stringy water, or a nutritious treat?
1: Stringy water.
0: <laughs> iPhone or Android? Android. You see a snake, run or stop to take a selfie with it?
1: Run, I've watched too many videos.
0: Green Jello, o rare and delicious, or skip dessert?
1: Skip, ah, uh, no, uh, I'm not gonna skip dessert, but I'm not going with the green Jello. i I'm going with chocolate chip cookies.
0: Okay, I'll allow it. Vacation time, hit the beach or hit the slopes?
1: You know, since I live on the beach, I'm gonna hit the slopes. Tell us your best silly joke. What did the pink panther say when he stepped on an ant? Did it. Did it. Did it. Did it. Did
0: it. Sing with me. This The next line to this song. Hey, Jude. Don't,
1: don't be. Don't
0: yeah. <laughs> Pick bad song, song. <laughs> and, and make it. it better. Chris, thank you so much for doing this interview and um sharing your heart and what you do i really appreciate that and i know my my viewers will love to get to know more about you the man behind sbsk and um if you guys would like to watch special books for special kids it's on youtube and facebook i'll put links in the description um chris does an awesome job interviewing people with array of disabilities and no diversities and um that's That's what he does. Thanks so much for watching. And now that's interesting, we'll see you next time.